Welcome to the Heating Up Podcast. Nope, that's nope. not right. Welcome to Heating Up, <laughs> a podcast about climate change. Our dangerous future and what you can do about it. Wow, that was really cheesy sounding. Yeah, we're good. We're getting better. Or Are worse. We? I don't better know. or worse. Something. Something different. Okay. Uh, yeah. New week. New us. New week, new us. Every week we say that. Well, every <laughs> week we recommit <laughs> ourselves to do the things we didn't do the week before. Working on it. Did you go for a run this week? Uh, I did have to walk about a mile in the rain because the golf cart work was broken. Does that count? That does not count. Mm. No. So new week, new you. You can go for a run. New week, new me. You I never know. You could eat it, a salad. You could do I, all you know sorts what? of good okay, things. Okay. You week. know what, though? I did go grocery shopping. I was like, okay, no more bringing Cheez-Its to work. Oh, a hopeful grocery shop. You uh, probably got a bunch of salad that's well, going to rot in your no, fridge. No, I was reasonable. I got two pre-made salads that I know I already like. Okay. Uh, that I will eat. Those are good. Uh, and then my hope is to make like one f- meal item, like a soup or something like that, and then eat it throughout the week. But... I realize it's going to fail within a couple days. So I've got at least four days of my five-day week covered. So two days of salad, two days of leftovers, which is probably all I can handle, and then one day where I'm just going to eat probably Cheez-Its. But that's less than five days of Cheez-Its. That's better than just Cheez-Its, yeah. New year, new me. New year, right? New we week, are almost in you. February. <laughs> or almost in March. <laughs> Not almost. Yeah, it's almost March. Oops. Uh, any uh, new shows? You've been watching True Detective? You catch up? Uh... Yeah, caught up. I mean, the new episode came out today, so I'll, I'll have to. I'm saving it for this evening. It's a little treat. Um, I completely. You go for a run, and then you get your treat. Uh, of... I well, we'll see. And <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> that's a no. I'd finished all of Pen Fifteen, even with my entire effort to parcel it out. It didn't work. Uh, and then I watched the Whitney Houston documentary. And I did not cry. How was, how, yeah, I was going to say, how was it? It was horrible. It was, was so it? sad. Because, you know, they had this part where they have just her voice, where they've, like, removed all the music around it, and it's just literally her singing, um, I Want to Dance with Somebody. And That's such a good song. Yeah, oh my, well, everything she sings is a great song. I'm going to say it right now, and I will not back down on this. Winnie Houston is the greatest singer of all time. Fight me on it. And in it, it's just, like, her, her completely isolated vocals. And you're like holy God, this woman had the most perfect voice. No one could ever top this. She's the pinnacle of singing, and we've destroyed her. All of society has destroyed her. And then turned her into a joke, like, oh, she's a drug addict. Isn't that funny? And you're just like, this is heartbreaking. This woman was incredibly talented. Listen, I have a lot of loyalty to... Now you're to, the bad news today. To, I have a lot of loyalty to 90s female singers. Sure. Okay? So don't get me on, Whitney. Don't get me on Selena. I don't want to talk about it. Or <laughs> Selena. I kind, the I tragedy of, of our days. The tragedy of Selena. I will never let that go. Uh, really, they're both tragedies. And then the double tragedy with Whitney and her daughter. Ugh, God. Tragedy. I don't even... I, I say I don't know enough. You don't, I don't know. <sighs> I got to watch the documentary. Don't spoil it. No spoilers. You know what? I tell you what, it didn't turn out great I, you for just said, either yeah. one of them. That's so. tragedy. Okay, I'll have to prepare myself. I started watching, not as tragic, I guess, as le- yet, the new Netflix show, The Umbrella Academy. Never heard of it. It uh, has what's her name, Ellen Page. Mm-hmm. Is that right? No. Yeah. 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 Girl, yeah. she was in X Men. Ellen X Men. I don't know about X Men. Short girl. She's a movie she was star. in Juno. Juno. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, that's, that's the one. one I know. I don't know about X Men. Yeah, she was in the X Men. Not, not my scene. Not your scene. <laughs> Anyways, she stars in it, a bunch of other people. The reason I said the X-Men is like the first one that popped in my head because it is about like people with superpowers, uh-huh. but it's like 
if the X-Men met like a Wes Anderson movie. Okay, it's the Umbrella what? The Umbrella Academy. All right. But uh, yeah, I saw the first episode last night and then I needed to go to bed, but it was good enough. I was like, I gotta watch one more. You went through so a I second went through, round. So nice. I was up pretty late and then had to wake up super early for work. So I'm a little tired today. Well, sleepsies. Only got two episodes in. It's pretty good though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we can move into other stuff for the day. Oh, the we'll move into the real depressing current affairs, huh? Yeah, we're not going to do the news. We're not going to... Oh, good. Not, it's not gonna it's depressing the enough. News. We're going to kind of drill down into the one news story, I think. We've got a national emergency. Uh, is it the fact that... We need to add a siren. Mm-hmm. Or the air raid or something, yeah. National emergency the national declared. Emergency. Derek, now, is that national emergency that the world is warming up faster than we can imagine? Yeah, it is not. And the polar that... ice caps are melting and the fires are crazy? Is that the emergency? No. Uh, shockingly, that is not the national oh, emergency. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What's the... The national emergency... I must not have been reading the news. Have you heard Donald Trump talk about this stuff? Like... You don't watch a lot of the news. You no, don't see. I can't. He, okay. The guy is such a moron. He's like, so stupid. I can't listen to he him. He goes on so many like different tangents. Like he gets obsessed like with this idea of these women being trafficked over the border and that they have like tape on their mouth. And like he gets caught up in like the detail of the tape, like what it's brand of tape really or what into color it or of something. tape. It's a weird, he goes down these rabbit holes and these, you know, tangents when he talks. But he's like, and the coyotes, they bring them over the border and they got this tape. It's blue tape, sometimes white tape. Like, and you're like, what? <laughs> like, he's focused on the blue tape. And you're like, Donald, Donald, the tape is not the issue. Like, What are these the- women? I, I, exactly. Like, get back to the story. But And then you're like, no, don't tell that story. No, like, no, 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 no. Stop no, the no. whole thing. But it, it's crazy. Either way, declared a, bo- a, bo- a national emergency for our border crisis. Now, this went against congress's wishes this went against everyone's wishes everyone's wishes and i said border crisis i should back that up we have no crisis at the border there is no like the statistics i think actually say that we had reverse immigration last year with this. i heard like, more we were at the left. lowest i heard we were at the lowest uh yeah it's so it's in a entirely manufactured crisis and this is like the slowest moving national emergency in the history of emergencies because we heard ru- there were rumors that he was going to do this Last year, in December, I remember seeing a story that was like, Donald Trump uh, contemplates declaring an emergency at the border. And I'm no legal scholar, but all the stories I read the morning after were like, Donald Trump essentially shot himself in the foot when he announced the national emergency by saying it wasn't an emergency. Yeah, he did say at one point, like, oh, we don't need the wall. I never said we needed a wall. When he was announcing this emergency to pay for his wall, he said... I probably don't need to do this. Oh, I want to do it faster. Yeah, I, just I just want, want it to, done. I don't want to deal with Congress. Yeah. This whole like democracy thing isn't working out for Donald. Okay, but here let's follow this line of, of legal steps here. So he says that we sue. California is suing him. California's already sued. I think a couple of other people. It was always going to be sued. And I think... But then what? He pushes it. Can he push it to the Supreme Court, which he's packed with people who will just say whatever that he wants? I don't know where it goes, but... Most courts look at intent, and this is the thing. Like The idea behind an emergency is that it's urgent and unforeseen, and you know it's an emergency. Like, I, I feel like I'm just reading the definition out of the dictionary, but Donald Trump's statements about it contradict the very idea of what you should declare a national emergency. Like this, like I said, it's been three months him contemplating it, and then even when he announced it, he was like, you know, we don't really need to do this. Eh, I just want to speed things just, up. Exactly. That's not an emergency. No. That's impatience. 
It's a national impatience. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> we've just been watching Donald Trump have temper tantrum after temper tantrum, and it is... There's just been so many of them. It's, uh, it's exhausting. The other issue with it is even Republicans, lots of them, shouldn't say all, because many of them are mm, terrible. Lots of them just love even, anything DT does. Yeah. Even Republicans are concerned about the extent that this creates a new sort of executive power. I guess executives have always had the ability to do it, but this like puts another you know tool in his belt, gives the executive a little more power, and that doesn't get pulled back. So when so they're the not next, worried about Donald doing this again, they're worried about the uh, next the president, next Democrat so like when, doing it. Yeah. So when George W. did the Patriot Act and Obama continued all that domestic spying, it's like that same idea of once that once it's been done, you never walk it back. So if Donald Trump declares a national emergency for a non-national emergency, the next president gets to do that for whatever he wants to spend money on that Congress doesn't. And Marco Rubio, of all people, <laughs> that, that pile of garbage, genius human being. Marco Both Rubio. Both of those things were jokes. He's not a genius, nor is he human. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't he the? No, that's Ted Cruz. The, that is yeah. do, uh, the Zodiac killer. Yeah. He could be it too. He, wouldn't surprise me. Easily. Rubio, did you see him drink that water? Oh like, my yeah, God, that like I'll a never killer, forget never... it. <laughs> it was, Rubio said that you better be careful if Donald decides to declare an emergency. He was like, it's a slippery slope. If you do this now, who knows? Maybe the next president might declare a national emergency over climate change. Oh and God. Rubio, bless his little heart. <laughs> he said that, like, uh, to scare people, like, you wouldn't want a national emergency for climate change, would you? Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, yes, yes. yes. If some, if, mark my words, if Elizabeth Warren comes out tomorrow and is like, guys, if elected president, I will declare a national emergency for climate change, I'm going to go out there and sign and get petitions, get, get, <laughs> yeah. sign people up to vote for Elizabeth Warren. Like, yes, that is an emergency. Uh, even though it's a little slow moving at this point, we still have like 10 years to save the planet or we're all going to bake ourselves into a lifeless rock. That feels like an actual emergency as opposed to like, well, I don't like brown people, so... It feels like an emergency to them, though, Derek. I guess. <laughs> Ugh, God damn it. Anyway. <laughs> that just ruined our... Now I have to put explicit content. I was trying real hard not to swear. Uh, whatever. Donald I'll Trump has really... I, sometimes... I wake up and I still can't believe it. I still can't believe it. This is the world I live in. Yep, yep, good times. All right, we could sit here and sigh uh, into the microphones for the next hour. I'll just play in my mind Kate McKibben dressed up as Hillary Clinton playing Hallelujah on Saturday Night Live in my head to calm me down. Apparently, uh, Saturday Night Live was ruthlessly mocking Donald Trump last night about the national emergency. Were they? And it caused Donald Trump to go on a bit of a Twitter rant. Oh, what doesn't cause Donald Trump sure. to go on a bit of a Twitter Not rant? That, but he doesn't like it when people make fun of him. Which is, makes us really want to make fun of yeah. him more. As anyone who's ever been bullied knows. <laughs> you do not want to act not cool about it. Yeah. <laughs> so He's Donald got Trump no chill. declared that you know NBC should do something about their shows always being mean to him. And how that's the real collusion. And I'm like, <laughs> he did not. Yes. I mean, I know he did. But <laughs> I don't think he understands what that's that word That's the means. real collusion. The real collusion is that Saturday Night Live is mean to him. What does he think collusion means? <laughs> right? I don't know. Maybe that's why he claims there's no collusion. Maybe he thinks it's... Maybe he doesn't understand the word, yeah. It's meansies. He needs someone to explain it to him. <laughs> that's the real collusion. Yeah, yeah, that's our president. Oh, that's good. 
God, this is supposed to be what it feels like to live in Russia, huh? Uh, no, because there they're terrified of their, you know, because like Vladimir Putin may be a terrible human being, but he's an effective terrible human being. Yeah, he's a like he's a I monster. Mean, he's a good leader. I, I in mean, a, in like in a, a notorious sense. Like, yes. Yeah, he, he's a terrifying, you know, supervillain. Yeah, that's what he is. But he like ran the KGB. He's done like crazy things. Like he, yeah. you know. His his scale is so much more epic. He's like, much more intelligent. I don't think Vladimir Putin is out there ranting about whatever the Russian version of SNL is. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I think he's got and bigger And he even fish has better image than Donald Trump. Oh, the picture of him with his shirt off fighting well, a bear or yeah. catching that fish But or have you seen that gif where this, like, I don't know what what exactly is going on in this scenario. It's Russia. I don't know. But, like, some guy pulls out a puppy and is holding it, like, by the scruff of its neck like a monster. And, and Putin comes over and holds him like a real dog. And everyone's like, oh, look at Putin. He's holding this puppy like not a monster. And it, it's like Donald Trump would never be so smart. You know, he could never do a thing like that. Did you hear Donald Trump's rant about dogs the other day? No. No. Donald Trump was at a rally. I think it was in Texas somewhere. And anti-dog? He's going an anti-dog stance? This is how crazy Donald Trump... He didn't take an anti-dog stance. He said that he would love to get a dog, but he's too busy. And then, like, throughout the speech, like, he convinced himself why not to get a dog. It was... It's crazy. Watch the video of Donald Trump <laughs> talking about his dog. Because he's like, I'd love to get a dog, but I'm too busy. It's, you know, not... It's too much work. And then he was like, you know what? Dog owners, not all of them are good people. And then someone in the audience yelled out, Obama had a dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what was their point with people who have dogs are evil or that even know. Obama I, managed to have I, a dog? I don't know what the point was, but Trump like pointed it out. He's like, yeah, you're right. Even Obama had a dog. And I'm like, this guy, this guy, <laughs> uh, Trevor Noah, uh, the host yeah. of the daily show, he made the joke that was like, Donald Trump even got white people to turn against dogs. I know. <laughs> I like, it's amazing. It is. Truly. It was crazy. But yeah, he went this bizarre rant about owning a dog and what kind of dog. Oh, he said like he wanted German Shepherd. That's the only dog he could name. That's First the off, thing. That's the only type of dog he'd ever heard of. Probably. That's true. But also. Well, yeah, of course, they're police dogs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The worst of dogs. Okay, those do- Okay, those dogs are not themselves racist. No. Uh, the they're trained to be racist. The cops that own them turn them into racists. Yeah. They don't know why. They don't, let's not let's not blame the dogs here. No, let's not blame the dogs. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. Cops are terrible. Yeah. Ooh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We let it slip again. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Uh, well, I can't go back. Mm, yeah. Sorry, cops. Yeah. All right. Well, not sorry. I'm not sorry. Any I don't cop know. Still listening. Uh, no, no nope. cop is ever going to hear this. No, that's true. Actually, just kidding. The FBI Our, yeah, agent the FBI that agents. <laughs> Definitely They're going to be forced this. to listen to this. You know what, though? I think I think our FBI agent at least appreciates that it's humorous. I hope so. I don't think he finds it that funny. What? I think he's like most of the people and doesn't find us that funny. I think he's going to grow to a soft spot to like us. You, yeah, know? you think he's like, ah, oh, those rascals. He's, he's going to be like, ah, those kids. But that Pen15 was a great recommendation. <laughs> she was right about that. Freeport Bakery, Lemon Cooler, delicious. She was right. She was right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. I have some redeeming qualities. Good. Yeah, you, you're helping out the FBI guy in your computer. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. All right. I do like those memes where it's like, I wonder if you get a new computer, do you get a new FBI agent? Yeah, all those you? are good. Like, what is my FBI agent probably misses me now that the government shut down? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stuff like that. Uh, uh, enjoy me watching 30 Rock for the 500th time. <laughs> <laughs> you probably can quote it. Uh, all right. That was the national emergency. Uh, your dog is loosening it over there. What is happening? It's just like 
Just sniffling. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a sneezing fit or something. I don't know. Anyways. It's wrong, honey. Okay, we're going to drill down a little bit more into this national emergency thing because the topic of an emergency, of course, was to get money to build Donald Trump's border wall. And regardless of whether we think the border wall is necessary, which we don't, or a good idea, it is not, or... Feasible. Feasible. <laughs> any of these things, which it's not. The whole idea behind walls, Donald Trump's not alone. Donald Trump is a crazy man, but he is not alone on the world stage. Walls in this kind of so hot right now. Walls are so <laughs> hot right now. And there's a lot of direct connections between this recent wall-building craze all around the world and climate change. Uh-huh. And there was an article I printed out for you, Corinne. Did you read it? I did, actually. This article, there's a there's a couple of articles like this, but this one comes from Ben Ehrenreich, uh, writing for The Nation, called The Hidden Climate Change Story Behind Trump's, quote, National Emergency. Walls and borders are this country's most consistent climate change adaptation. And I think he's absolutely right there. There's this whole idea, and I think it may be even like on a subconscious level, that if we're not going to solve the climate crisis... We got to protect ourselves, and so we got to wall ourselves in. Keep all the people that are going to be really shafted as the world heats up out. So basically, like it's a conspiracy. Well, I hate to see that word, but like, like uh, Republicans who are uh, you know say that climate change number one isn't real, and say that it's not a big deal, uh, and then are also pushing the wall. You think that it's actually them consciously deciding, like, okay, yeah, obviously climate change is real. We're, we're just going to have to keep lying about that one. And uh, to prepare for it, we're not going to invest in any sort of, uh, you know, change that will make a big difference in stopping it. We can't stop it. Let's just build walls to keep out what inevitably are going to be refugees uh, coming in and uh, keep them out. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily so, like, conspiratorial. Like it's like, overt. Yeah, so overt. I think there might just be, like, this knee-jerk reaction to it. But uh, Mr. Ben Einrich uh, wrote, This is not a local trend. Around the world, plans for militarized climate change prep have combined with ethno-nationalist panic to fuel a clampdown on the poor. Just a few months before Bill Clinton's wall went up between the United States and Mexico, Spain began stretching barbed wire around its enclaves in North Africa. India has fenced nearly its entire 2,000-mile-long border with Bangladesh. Israel, of course, is the queen of concrete and concentrina wire, and fenced in its southern border to keep African migrants out. And then as 5 million refugees fled Syria, there's fences going up there, razor wire looming over southern and eastern Europe. Fences sprouting along the borders of Hungary, Austria, Slovenia, Bulgaria, and Macedonia. So there's walls going up everywhere, and they're all trying to get rid and keep these migrants out. What's crazy, though, is that climate change is only first affecting those people. So, like, right. even if we, let's, like, let's say Donald Trump gets his $8 million or whatever dollars he wants to spend on this wall, $8 billion, and builds a wall. What's going to happen when Florida's underwater? Those people are already on this side of the wall, guys. Right. Like... This is not the best solution to climate change. The best solution is stopping burning fossil fuel right now. But or like if we're not going to do that, yeah. <laughs> well, we don't have a time machine yet. <laughs> so I don't know. I just thought that this this story is great. So if you haven't read it yet, go read it. It's on the Nation. The Nation does go behind a paywall, but you can get like six free articles. So make this one of them. Oh yeah. And then and then pay for the Nation because you, know, you should support good journalism. Right. Anyways, yeah, I thought I thought that was interesting, and you think maybe it's less uh, on purpose. I tend to think that conservatives 
think way more ahead than liberals. And I think that they quite possibly are literally aware of exactly what they're doing. I think it's less subconscious and more completely conscious. Well, it is funny because I, I think your average run-of-the-mill Joe Plummer type isn't thinking it through that way. No. But I do think, I know for sure the military is. Like, it's crazy when you read the military reports because they're always planning for the future. And for them, climate change is a big deal. Because how are they going to keep bombing poor people when the climate, when their oil runs out? Like, that's their big problem <laughs> is we got to figure this out. That's why the military invests so much in green technology. Not right. because they're suddenly gone eco-groovy, but they're <laughs> like, we still got to keep, you know, global hegemony without oil, guys. So yeah, can we do let's get atomic some solar bombs with some solar power? <laughs> yeah, the solar-powered predator drones, things like that. That's what they're looking into. And they're all about, you know, because they've got so many bases in low-lying areas because all of their, you know, naval bases are on the coast. So mm -hmm. pretty much every Navy base is going to have to deal with uh, climate change. They've got, they understand that it's causing instability in all these hot spots around the world. The Middle East is going through droughts. That's going to cause even more chances for, uh, you know, revolutions and riots and such. They're on top of, the, they're not fixing the problem. Like the military is not going to step in and they be like, no, no, no. They just have a pulse on it. They know that they it's happening. They have a pulse and they're getting prepared. So like the building of walls and walling off their bases and stuff, they're definitely thinking steps ahead. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if, yeah, your average sort of... I don't mean of, Mr. Lives in Square State. That's Mr. not Lives what I'm talking state. about. I, he's just plain old racist. Uh, that's just your run-of-the-mill racism. Um, I was talking... But at the top levels, sure, yes. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how I was thinking. All right, got to love those conservatives, great yeah. people. Well, did that give you enough eco-anxiety, Corinne? <laughs> eco-anxiety what's that <laughs> yeah so uh, i guess the next <laughs> the next topic we're going to talk about today eco-anxiety i was reading an article as well this there's a growing trend there are a good number of people that are talking about this it started a few years ago but this idea that hey the people that are dealing with climate change the most these scientists are getting really depressed out there being a climate climatologist like you get ptsd Yikes. because this stuff is so crazy and they understand it more than anyone else and that's terrifying to those of us who don't even understand it as well but yeah so many normal people nowadays are getting this sort of ptsd or anxiety over the state of our environment and that's crazy i wonder what's the uh what is that like what's what is that a graph we've got two circles venn diagram what's yeah. the venn diagram of people with eco-anxiety and the same people who have who have like an emotional trauma due to Donald Trump's presidency. Did you hear about that? Like therapists yeah. were reporting after Donald Trump's therapy, all these, or Donald Trump's election, all these people coming in with anxiety about Donald Trump's presidency more than other presidents in the past. Has sure. Well, issues. because he's clearly not buttoned up. Right. And he's got the ability to launch nuclear weapons. So I feel like you should probably you should worry be. about it. You should be worried. I'm saying like, it's, it's a similar type of thing. It's going to be the same, same people. We just are anxious about, the same exact... There's probably a lot of overlap. A lot of crossover on yeah. that one. That's a bit, yeah, there's a lot of crossover. Maybe the reason why they have Trump anxiety is their eco-anxiety. Well, I think they're, they're definitely connected, right? Because yeah. if the IPCC report is correct, and we have about... IPCC? International Panel on Climate Change. Okay. I think. That sounds good. So, yeah, I close enough. <laughs> a couple of those words are definitely right. Yeah. Either way, that's the report that came out that said, you know, basically, we have to cut our emissions by about 50% by 2030 so we have like 11 years and then after that well, that's the thing like that's the step one step one step one 50 percent in 11 years step two then we have to get the rest of the 50 by 2050 so we got like 20 years to do the rest of it we have to get to net zero by 2050 and that, that's what the report says so that's its own thing 
But people who have read that report, and then they see, well, Donald Trump is at least going to be president for another year. And uh, if we're really... I'm starting to get to the point where I have such Trump anxiety that I'm like, you know, maybe it's only another... Maybe he's not going to do eight. Maybe he's not going to do eight. Maybe he's he going to get the full eight. I know, I know, so I know. we have him at least until 2020, and he can cause lasting damage after that. He already has. He already has. And... Let's say, let's say worst case scenario. Let's say Donald Trump gets another four years. No, worst case scenario is Donald Trump overturns the f- eight-year uh, presidency limits and declares himself president till the end of time, and he lives forever because he's a monster. I don't know if that's the worst. Would it be worse, though, if Donald Trump gets reelected and then immediately dies and Mike Pence becomes president? <sighs> yeah, that would be worse. I, I hate to say that I think Donald Trump would be better than anything. But There's I always think something worse. Pence would be worse. Remember when everyone hated W and we're like, nothing gets worse than W. It shouldn't have. That really should have been tip top worst scenario. I. It should have been. It should have been the worst. Remember me being worried about Mitt Romney? Yeah. Well, Pence is like full Handmaid's Tale, right? Oh He's my God, crazy. Yeah. He's a monster. He's the. Tr- so I think the worst case would be Trump gets reelected dies fairly quickly and but the thing about the other thing about pence is he's one of those like more effective buttoned up guys he's like, gonna be way Trump doesn't go on effective. all caps twitter rants or not Donald Trump pence doesn't does. pence doesn't pence is just like brutally effective at yeah doing terrible things yeah yeah the only saving grace for donald trump is that he's so loud he's blubbering and stupid idiocy that yeah. yeah he's not as effective and like he doesn't have like half of his cabinet either quits or gets fired, and so he doesn't have enough people around him to really push yeah. the work through. Like, imagine if Donald Trump was actually a good businessman. Yeah, imagine if he had <laughs> P- Putin's abilities. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, the Putin's doing chaos. the best he can to run this from Russia, but <laughs> he's doing a. He didn't real. Maybe maybe Putin did realize that pure chaos was worth it. He needs and to step in and micromanage a little more. No, I think he was kind of like maybe I can micromanage. Oh, he's not as he's even stupider than i thought <laughs> well the chaos is good either way yeah. i'll step back and then what just let that? him him reversing out like rewind and uh <laughs> give me the weird look and he says well chaos ensues either way ship shape my Maybe. work here is done so eco anxiety real thing and i personally am a bit disappointed by so many of the like how to solve it mm-hmm you know, in five minutes hours. No, not, it's not even so much that. It's like all self care. So oh, when you read yeah. an article on this stuff, it talks about how everybody's stressed out and everybody's worried about the climate, and because that isn't getting fixed, our anxiety is just getting worse. And so, like, how to fix your anxiety? And it's all about spend some time in nature. You know, talk to your loved ones, do relaxing things, things that you would do for normal anxiety. And those are fine as far as they go, right? Like, you should definitely do self-care. You should definitely make sure that you're in it. But they all have to build to something else. Like, my problem is that they never take the next step. All the solutions are always like, be good to yourself. I think these solutions are accepting fate. They, these are saying, okay, well, we can't do anything about it. So here's what you're going to do. It's like accepting death, you know? Okay, yes, you're going to die. And this yeah. is how you should spend your time. Well, you accept that. It makes this an inevitable inevitability. Yeah. It's like if these if this was a fire, like if my house was on fire, I would definitely be stressed out. And you right. know what would help me with that stress? Spending some time with my family, spending some time outside. But you know what else would help? Putting the fucking fire out. Right. Right. Calling the maybe give freaking you a fire shot. department to yeah. come over. Or, you know, doing something like that. 
would actually help solve the problem because it gets to the root cause of the problem, right? Yeah. If all those other things are just mitigating the stress, they're not actually eliminating the cause of the stress. One thing that almost all of them forget is, hey, if you have eco-anxiety over the terrible state of our climate, maybe you should work your ass off to stop fossil fuels. Well, that's too but, radical. Yeah, that, that'd be crazy <laughs> talk. So... I don't know. I get disappointed when well, I read these articles. Yeah, and I can't, I'm going to butcher it now, but there's this, there was this feminist woman and I can't remember where she was from or what her name is, but some reporter asked her like, well, you know, how, where do you get the hope to keep going that things are going to change? And she's like, hope, I don't have any hope, but I'm going to fight until I die either way. And like, I wish I had that sort of fortitude. Like it's almost the opposite of the other one. It's like, well, don't have any hope, but in the meantime, you can enjoy your time. And she's more like, I don't have any hope it's going to work out, but I'm going to do absolutely everything in the meantime to stop it. All the, I go out and I work for a few local environmental groups and I table at, you know, events, pass out disturbing, you know, <laughs> eco-terrorist <laughs> literature. And people come up to me all the time and they agree with the premise that I'm saying that, hey, this is a real problem. If we don't solve it immediately, we're going to all die. And they're like, well, solving it's too hard, so we're all going to die, I guess. Must go out and party. You know, just live life right mm -hmm. now. And my answer to that, if they even stick around for an answer, is, well, I can't do that. You know, I've got kids. Like, there are things that I love that I'm willing to fight for. And so I can't just give up and enjoy as it all burns down around me. And I've got to fight. But you're just like that feminist I was talking about, because you're, you're saying basically, because do you believe we're going to, you know, stop 50% of emissions in 10 years? No, absolutely no, not. No, you don't. So you don't believe it's going to happen, but you're continuing to fight it every step of the way. Yeah, I don't think I could live with myself if I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I could look my kids in the eye if I didn't. Like in 10 years or it's not going to be in, it's like 10 years all of a sudden a bell goes off and then right no dead. it's just beyond a certain it's level just beyond a certain point we're hit all these feedback loops and it becomes some of the stuff becomes unstoppable at some point in the future when i'm older and my kids are older and we're living in a climate nightmare i'm gonna have to look them in the eye and i can't just be like well you know what it was really difficult i really <laughs> liked playing my playstation really. i had to take care of me you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got so many massages you have no idea <laughs> I can't do I that. I really enjoyed the air conditioning while we had it. <laughs> yeah. You should have been there. It was so great. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So fight it until the death. Yeah. That's the good plan. That'll make me feel less ang anxious. Maybe. Okay. Well, um, we talked a lot today. <laughs> Boy, did we. Did we learn some things? Uh, do I feel more prepared? <laughs> no, we didn't actually get into any emergency preparation today. So this will be a free week for you guys. Freezies. Freezies, yeah. You Make get, get caught up on the things you didn't do, Corinne, or, you know, whatever your name is. Yeah, maybe <laughs> if you didn't fill up your, you didn't fill oh, out your list. God. You fill out your list. Make your, you go, go tidy up. You can always clean up. Oh, yeah, that even seems harder than anything else. I'd rather fill up water. That's giving you anxiety? Yeah. Cleaning up? Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to copy your emergency plan. So. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening this week. Please make sure to like, subscribe, review, do all of that. Next week, we will have some sort of listener giveaway for reviews. What? I promise. What? Yeah, shocking news. It's I didn't even tell Corinne this beforehand. I'm going to make it happen. We're going to pinch or something. We're yeah. going to buy it ourselves, we're aren't we? We're going to do some. What else are we going to do? Gonna, okay, I already know what it's going to be. Okay. What do you, what do you think it's going to be? Mm, I have to say it's water-related. It could be. I have not even thought of it yet. I just was like, you know what? We're going to do something. Okay. So, review, like. 
subscribe, follow us on social media listen, or something. This is the kind of contest you want to enter because we don't got a large following. Your chances of winning are like 100% nearly, dad. Yeah. So just get in here, get in on that contest. Get in on it early. Get in yeah. early. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, look forward to that. All right. So yeah, thank you guys. We will see you next two weeks. Two weeks, right? Something yeah. like that. Something like that. All right. Thanks so much. All right. <laughs>